5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. So today is uh, it's a tough day to try to be upbeat and and really trying to bring, you know, positive things to, you know, a much of a, a hurting world right now. Um, and I would say maybe world is, you know, like we know that there's lots of problems that exist. But um, if you're not familiar, um, there was a, another mass shooting, school shooting um, that uh, took the lives of 19 children, uh, two teachers, and it's heartbreaking. And I know that what usually follows is there are many you know, people who would come out with the emotional appeals that would, uh, you know, try to be able to figure out what we can do at this time. And then you get the other side who are like, you know, who are, they're coming after our guns conversation. And what they do on that side is that I always say, don't listen to emotional appeals because emotional appeals are only going to lead, you know, to people trying to be able to take our guns. And so you get these two sides that are automatically, you know, going to be diametrically opposed to one another. Like you get this, you know, like strong Second Amendment, you know, like don't mess with my guns crowd. And then you get like, we've got to figure something out here crowd. I mean, yes, there is the other extreme where they're just saying, take away all guns and blah, blah, blah. You know, like there is that extreme too. And there's the other extreme that's holding on to it with their, you know, as the one (laughs) um, Charlton Heston said, you know, you will, you know, take it from my cold dead hands. So there's like that extreme as well on the other side. And what really needs to occur is we have to have some kind of conversation where we're going to say, can we put down our extremes for a moment and find some way to meet? This is the conversation that needs to be had because we're not just talking about another school shooting. We're not just saying, All right, this is the, the second worst school shooting in the history of America. And 10 years ago was the worst one. And so when we're taking a look at the situation that we find ourselves in, we have to say there has to be something done. I just was, you know, taking a look at, and this is part of, you know, where the, the, um, the, the Second Amendment um, folks are, you know, like up in arms about, you know, all kinds of stuff because they know that in these moments, people are going to want to have a conversation about gun rights, right, gun ownership, um, you know, background checks, this kind of stuff. And they think that it's a slippery slope that if you get to a background check, that eventually they're going to try to take guns away. And that's, you know, like, let's have that conversation then. But when you're looking at mass shootings, because even just 10 days ago, you know, we had the the shooting in, in Buffalo in, in a supermarket where multiple people were killed. And so we're looking at mass shootings. 
We're looking at people that are dying in mass, and they're saying that there have been 212 mass shootings that have occurred so far this year. So a mass shooting is an incident in which four more people were shot and killed, excluding the shooter. And there is data to be found in these areas. This isn't without its science itself. You can say, oh, numbers can be fudged. Yes, they can. I just had a conversation um, yesterday when it said that violent crime has been down. And they say, oh, but wait, you know, there, there's, there's the fudging of numbers. It's election year. You know, there's plenty of people to, you know, have this conversation that are trying to make those numbers go down so there's a concealing. I don't know what it is, but what I'm looking at is the statistics that have been given over, and what we have is over 200, and we're in May. Yes, we're at the end of May, but it doesn't matter. When we're looking at mass shootings that are, again, totaling more than 200, and we're at 212 in May. We're seeing mass shootings that have been on the rise. I mean, 2020, they were reporting 611. 2019, 417. 2018, 336. Do you see how this trajectory is not headed in a good direction? Can we not have a conversation, even as we, the people of God, continue to say, all right, I maybe you are a, a a really strong, you know, Second Amendment person, you know, and, and I'm not saying I don't like the Second Amendment, but I'm just telling you that as the people of God, we have to be able to say it's us that have to be able to come, as we talked about yesterday, and this was even before I was aware of any other, another mass shooting in a school, But I said, we have to not be selfish. We need to humble ourselves and put on the mind of Christ. And in this conversation, we need to put on the mind of Christ. We need to say, this cannot continue. We've seen an increase year after year after year. And what do we have to do? We just have to say, okay, well, hmm, I guess there's nothing to be done. We're just going to sit with this. We're just going to have to, you know, become numb to the whole thing because it's just happening and it just happens. We're in a fallen world. This is what happens. Well, I don't want this to happen. And in a school, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking because you're finding children who were in the last week of school who are now, their life has ended. And this is where we're calling out to God and we're going to say, God, we need you in the mix of this. We know that our inclination is not trying to be able to work towards, you know, the good, but it's like work for our good. And so, God, we know that we need you right now in the midst. We know that you're already near to the brokenhearted. We already near, you're already near to those that are mourning and we pray for those families and we pray for that school and that community in Texas as we've been praying for the communities in Buffalo. And so we continue to say, God, but help us figure out what's a path toward peace. What's a path 
towards reconciliation? What is leading people to say, not only am I going to bring violence, I'm going to bring it on a mass number of people or students or children? James chapter 4, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity with God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think Scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us, but he gives us more grace? That is why Scripture says God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. This is where we, as the people of God, need to come to the table with a discussion not just of saying we're going to pray and we know that God is near to the brokenhearted, but we as the people of God are going to humble ourselves because this is what, once again, God calls us to. God opposes the proud, shows favor to the humble. And in humility, we are going to come to the table and say, what's it going to take to make sure that people are not dying in mass. What conversations do we need to have today and not push it off till tomorrow? I want you to be able to think about that today. Even as, you know, hearts break and and even when we are so we might even be, you know, have a, a distance miles between us and yet still say like man our hearts break for these families. But let's do something. Let's not sit on it. Let's have a discussion. All right, everybody, I'm going to leave you with that. Take care.